Hey, everybody. Welcome to uh, the show. Now, guess what's happening today? Today, we are talking about Batman. But we're talking about a comic book series that, well, by golly, we had to save it for the podcast. So with that being said, welcome today to Two Geeks and a Microphone. Well, hello there. So who talks first? You talk first. I talk first. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Uh, hello. I am your co-host, Mr. Stephen Boster, along with da -da -da -da, the one, da -da -da -da, the only Mr. Michael Shank. Da -da -da -da. <laughs> Good morning to all you geeks out there in Geekdom land. Um, I'm getting notifications that we're having problems again with Facebook. Uh, I don't know what's going on. I know it's pretty crazy. So, hey, everybody, tell you what, welcome to the show. We're so glad that you're here with us today because we are talking about a comic book series that Mike is like, you got to read it, Stephen. You got to read it. So, I so, said, okay. Well, let me tell you, the adventure that we have was doing the new Batman One Bad Day. I have to be careful there. So, because you may hear me say one fine day, and that's not what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, funny. yeah so anyway needless to say uh we it has uh um been interesting as we go through this series and so uh just those of you guys that don't know there are currently eight issues out on a series that comes out um about batman one bad day where it's him with a different villain uh i guess each issue i almost said each episode kind of a thing so that's okay <laughs> right um, <coughs> so I, i'm looking for this everybody we have not talked before or you know we, we really wanted to save it for the podcast and so we haven't talked any about what our thoughts are on it um but there's currently eight villains eight issues uh, that we talk about and in and so we're going to have more of a discussion today about all that and i'm pretty excited to to see get mike's thoughts and that kind of a thing so uh anyway mike do we uh have anything on uh for our geek dar um i have a couple things for geek dar i apologize if i'm distracted we we get notifications that we're not going out on Facebook again. I don't know what's going on. I changed my password earlier. And anyway, it's frustrating. So, with that said, let's get into more fun things and let's talk some geek dar. Throw with the radar, sir. What's wrong with it? I've lost the bleeps, I've lost the sweeps, and I've lost the creeps. The what? The what? And the what? You know, the bleeps. The sweeps. And the creeps. That's not all he's lost. <laughs> um so i have a couple things on my geek dar uh comic book related it looks like this is a comic book day what a good day um so know. my first one last week uh we happened to go into fantasy books 
and I'm looking over the uh, comic book wall, and I happen to see this comic book right here. Teen Titans. Yeah, it's the Teen Titans. It's World's Finest Teen Titans, and it's the original Teen (gasps) Titans. We're talking Wonder Girl, uh, uh, Kid Flash, not not the Flash, Speedy, um, Aqualad, uh, Robin, and Bumblebee, which Bumblebee, I don't remember being in the original OG Teen Titans. So, but anyway, um, World Finest is apparently a, a a thing they're doing in in uh, DC Comics right now, where they're doing like these short runs uh, with the World's Finest title on it. Uh-huh. And Teen Titans was one of the newest ones that they did. So this is almost like a retelling of the original Teen Titans, but kind of in today's timeline. You know, oh, uh, okay. so like like Speedy keeps uh, uh, live streaming their fights and stuff like that, and Robin's <laughs> all pissed off at him and everything. So it it really has a feel of the original Teen Titans, but in today's time. So it, it's interesting. I don't know how it fits in the timeline. I don't know if it's like supposed to be on a different, you know, uh, Earth or whatever. But honestly, right. I don't care. It's the original line of Teen Titans, and it, it, it's fun. So I think it's a five issue series. I might kind of do a report after all five of them are out. Oh yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, I'll let you know what it's like. But so far, I'm enjoying it. it it's fun. Uh, Batman's kind of being a a uh, Killjoy in it, like he usually is, <laughs> <laughs> to, to the Titans. But yeah, it was fun. Um, so then my second geek tar, if I can get it to work, because I'm having problems with my monitor. I'm having all kinds of technical issues today. Anyway, uh, second geek tar, geek tar is uh, comic book related. Also, I uh, recently resubscribed to Marvel Unlimited, so I've been uh, really geeking out on Marvel lately and i decided i was gonna pick out a line that i was gonna start reading you know from beginning to end uh-huh. and, and uh the title superior spider-man came up uh, a couple weeks ago for me and i was like you know i i want to check this out and so if you don't know about superior spider-man what it is is doc ock basically takes over spider-man's body and he becomes Peter Parker. And <laughs> Peter Parker is in Doc's body and he dies. So Peter Parker dies and Doc Ock becomes the Spider-Man. And he makes a vow to Peter Parker that he is going to be a hero. But not only is he going to be a hero, that he will be a superior spider <laughs> so uh i've read i read the first two issues and then i was like wait a minute i gotta figure out how in the world this happens so i found out that if you go back to the amazing spider-man issues 698 through 700 and i think they ended the amazing spider-man they may have restarted it since then but they ended it with 700 that's where the transformation happens that that doc ock gets into spider-man so so that's uh-huh. what i'm reading uh so far i'm really enjoying it uh 
Doc is super interesting as 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 the Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does things so much different than what Peter would. He he's like this total jerk, you know. I mean, he's being like a total jerk to MJ and, and stuff. But at the same time, he's trying to win MJ back because you know they they like separated just before this whole transformation happens. So she has no idea what's going on. Nobody does really. And, uh, and then you got like Peter's ghost kind of following doc Ock around and critiquing everything he does, you know? Ah. So it's, it's really, really interesting. I I think it's, I think it went on for two years. So the, the series is pretty old. I mean, it's like a 10 year old series, but, um, yeah, I like it. It's it's fun. So cool. That's awesome. my All right. Well, uh, for me, um, so last weekend, as soon as we finished the podcast, um, we left to go. I guess go camping, sort of. Well, we went to Chico Hot Springs. So we went to Hot Springs, and we we stayed there overnight. But we stayed like in this little wagon cabin, so we were outside. Oh, interesting. Yeah, we we reserved it like a year ago kind of a thing so wow wow yeah so um so yeah so it was uh on the way there kelly introduced me to a podcast and kelly is my wife is really big into true crime and uh and so the podcast name was called scamanda and it's about this this true story about this lady named uh amanda riley who faked having cancer in order to get money from people. Like she would go to her church and her friends. And here's the thing. She had a blog and she, she chronicled the entire story on her blog, you know, pictures, posts, here's what's happening next. Here's what we're going through. But all the while it's 100% fiction. Um, But she did it in, and so it's the story of an investigative reporter coming in. That investigative reporter uh, then started working, I think, with the person who ran the podcast and or who's who's producing the podcast. And then they uh, they uh, it goes all the way to uh, well, I don't want to spoil too much, but it it brings it up to today or, you know, kind of a thing of what's been right. going on with the story and stuff. And IRS gets involved and I mean, just all this stuff, but how many people she, uh, lied to how many oh, people gave yeah. money. And I mean, it was just crazy in their church, you know, convincing people at church that what a she was scumbag. Sick. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, everyone's like, what? You know, and, uh, but it is, it's eight episodes. They range from like 38 minutes to an hour and a half. I mean, there's not a consistent thing. They're just, each one tells a story or part of the story. But then they find out that she actually, she has faked it before. Like, I mean, just. Oh, so this wasn't her first time. It was not her first time. Oh yeah, then the cancer would come back. It would go away, then come back, and you know, then she gets pregnant, and like I'm pregnant, and then the cancer, the pregnancy is fighting off the cancer. I just, it was. I don't think it works that way. I don't think it works that way either. But anyway, so I mean, I'm not a doctor, but and I don't play one on TV. TV. 
yeah so it was, i don't think it works like that it the production is well done there's like music and they have actors who you know pretend to be different people in the story to read blog posts and notes and stuff so it's more like an audio book it's it's an audio audio documentary it's an audio documentary but it but it's uh is really good it was really good and i finally finished it while i was uh yeah i just finally finished it and then uh because we listened to it on the way there to chico then then back and then i've been trying to find time this whole week to to try to finish it and then and i finally had a break in time while i was doing some work and i thought oh good i can actually take some time to do this so it was really good. It was well worth it. So it's Commanda. I listen to it on Spotify, but it's on it's on any platform that has podcasts and stuff. And uh, so it's it's pretty. It was very very interesting. And other than that, the only thing I have on my uh, Geekdar is we got uh, a couple more small trailers uh, on Ahsoka coming out. And even a Rosario Dawson comes out and says, Hey, I've only got 30 seconds to tell you about Ahsoka. Oh, I, I posted that to our Facebook this morning. Actually. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah, That's yeah. a good one. I saw that one this morning and I was like, Oh, I'm sharing this. And yeah, yeah, that was really fun. That was really fun. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah. So, so if you go on our Facebook, you can actually see that one. Right on. Um, uh, oh, good. There was one that was called Jedi. Was it Jedi? But it talked about Jedi and stuff, and uh, that was a good that was a good spot too, uh, TV spot or trailer spot or however. But uh, that was a good one. I enjoyed that one. So I'm looking can. forward to Ahsoka. I really am. Oh, me too. Me too. Well, we'll be covering it here. So <laughs> um, they're probably going really heavy on those right now, considering with the actors and the writers on strike, and the actors are not allowed to promote or talk about any upcoming work or anything so rosario dawson can't come out and really speak about it so right that's why that's why i figured they put out that that whole 30 second thing i'm sure that was filmed before the strike otherwise she'd be in trouble with them you know so yeah that's probably why this is you know really really being pushed into heavy because she can't do the the whole interview sec uh, uh thing and you know go on all the talk shows and all that stuff right normally be doing heavily in this time so yeah but yeah i'm looking forward to it too uh got got my ahsoka action figure here ready nice (laughs) of course that's the one from clone wars i think i think it was clone wars i don't have a new one for the the new series yet yet yeah yet i'm sure yeah i'm sure they're gonna have something coming that's true Oh, they do. It's coming. <laughs> it's coming. I just haven't got it. All right. Uh, we ready for the main event? Sounds good to me. All right. Let's move into this. It's time for the main event. Da-da-da-da. Here we go, everybody. All right. So, Mike, tell me a story. Uh, how did you come across this comic book series, the Batman one fine day? Or I say I did it one bad day. You, you sure did. You said yeah. it. You said it. It's one uh, bad day. I don't know how you messed that up, but anyway, right. um, actually <laughs> a few weeks Never. ago, right. <laughs> <laughs> a few weeks ago, I got an email from, uh, uh, Oh, 
Barnes and Noble bookstore because you know I I get notifications from them when new stuff comes out and everything. And apparently, uh, DC, Warner Brothers, whoever whoever distributes it, put out mm-hmm. a box set of One Bad Day, including all the all the books of One Bad Day, and they put in the Killing Joke in there because it's okay. all supposed to be tied. Well, it's supposed to be tied to the theme because the Joker makes the the comment in the Killing Joke one bad day and so they this is all supposed to be tied around that theme um and we'll discuss whether or not it actually achieves that or not um but anyway i I saw the box set and really it was the first time i'd heard about the stories um they're a couple years old and i was like well that sounds really interesting i mean i'm a huge fan of the killing joke it's one of my all-time favorite batman stories Mm -hmm. Uh, in my opinion is probably the greatest Batman story ever um, <clears throat> or close to, close to it anyway. It is good. Yeah. I mean, I, I put that right up there along with dark Knight returns and uh, death in the family. Those three are my top three Batman mm-hmm. stories. So, you know, I was like, okay, well this sounds great. And I f- saw it was on the DC uh, infinity app. And I said, we should do this. We should do this as a, as an episode. So now, that's have you, but great. did you read before? So before you made the decision, had you read any one of the issues? I had not. Oh, I had you, not okay. So you were like, okay, this is going to be a good series. Okay. All I right. jumped in this. I jumped in this uh, feet first and said, yeah, okay, let's do this. So, all right. I have no idea your thoughts on it. Um, I have thoughts. <laughs> okay. I, yeah. I have thoughts both good and bad on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so everybody, here we go. We're gonna dive in and and start. Let me let me do a you know kind of like how we do movie reviews. Let me do a real quick overview without any kind of spoilers sure. or anything like that. On the whole, um, this series is really good. Okay. Um, on the whole, um, now if you at, there are there's one really 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 good one that I really enjoyed. It was my oh, second. It was, figure out which one. It, it was my second one in the series of reading. And I have no idea what order you read them in either. Cause I don't, I couldn't there's even no tell real you. particular reading order to this. So no, so I was trying to, I, I was trying to go through to the app. It. Yeah. I tried to do it the way the app did it, but I messed it up somehow. So yeah, mine got kind of messed up too. I was trying to do the read next. And then of course, you know, I, put it down and then come back to it the next day. And I was like, wait a minute, I can't get back to where was I? Right. Yeah. 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 And I was like, I was getting in there too. And so we were like, cause it was like re every time I went in, it says reread this issue, reread this issue. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) why are you rereading this? Right. (laughs) At least right right now. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so I'll say that there was there was one or two that were ju- they were just outstanding, but then on the other spectrum there was one that I absolutely Steven skipped through it. Oh, I can't wait to find out which one. Um, I just couldn't get into it, and I don't okay. know if it's because I had it was the last book I read, so I, I don't know if it was just like I had already read the other ones in comparison to speaking. I thought it was very inferior. Okay. So, cool. so yeah. So that's kind of the deal. I I love the fact that we were talking about villains, um, and 
I, I guess some of the things behind the villains, you know, kind of a thing, whether it be part of their story or where they're at now or where they're transitioning or, or something like that. There was a couple of them. I was, I was a little confused because I guess I had not kept up with some of the characters and the events that have been happening. Well, and I, I don't think anything, any of these should be taken as uh, current timeline DC. I think this is all outside the continuity. Of course, mm -hmm. that's one of the beauties about the killing joke is mm -hmm. because it's been uh, debated for what two three decades now whether that is main continuity or it's not you know and just like it's debated at the end does the batman kill the joker or does he not because mm -hmm. it mm -hmm. leaves off with the batman laughing and then the the uh the 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 panel goes to black and you don't and he's got his hands around the joker's neck and you don't know you have no idea so fans of and that's one of the beautiful things about the killing joke it was this mm -hmm. ended you know cliffhanger thing that you know we've been debating years and years and years and years and no one still really knows mm -hmm. so, so uh that some of these mm, were really good uh, some of them i just didn't feel lived up to the one yes. bad day. Yes, agreed. Agreed. Cool. Yeah. Now we just got to find out which ones we liked. Okay, let's go. Let's go here. Let's go with our number one pick or our one of our favorites or one or two. You know, one of the ones we thought were good. What did we enjoy? Um, so I'll give you the main one that I thought was my number one was okay. that I thought overall story, presentation, and art kind of a thing if i if i you know okay. with that how, how the book was because the, the way the book was done was striking as well it was it was one i'll be open with i thought i want to buy this one this oh, is cool. this that is one good really good print it. Right. yep it was the one with raza ghoul ah okay that now, was my number one pick i liked raza ghoul i thought that was a really good story um mm. uh yeah, I got I got notes on each one of them. So. <laughs> okay, all um, right. So we'll talk about this one first. Okay, great. Okay, so we'll start with Roz Ugle. Uh, my notes were: I thought it was an interesting issue. Roz is such a great nemesis. Um, I don't necessarily agree with his env environmental motives, but I love I love the fact that he believes what he's doing is for the good of man. You know, yes, he he's that type of villain that he actually thinks that he's the good guy and he's yeah. doing what's the right thing. That's mm -hmm. what to me makes him a really interesting villain. And this book really went along with that theme and played that out really well. So mm -hmm. I, I would put this on on one of my tops for for these books too. I I wouldn't say it's necessarily number one. Okay, but I enjoyed it and. Part of that's because I enjoy Ra's al Ghul. I think he's a fantastic yeah. Batman enemy. He's right. so different from most of them. And such an intricate story because not only that, but you got the whole point of, oh, wait, there's Talia. Oh, yeah, there's Damien. And how Damien is included and in what I mean. Well, yeah, and in this, he he uh, really projects onto Damien his philosophy as the Batman and that the Batman doesn't kill and mm -hmm. Damien actually takes that on in the issue, which mm -hmm. made it that much more interesting, actually, because mm -hmm. Damien's not always 
he doesn't always follow the Batman's, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, rules. We'll say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then that, it, yeah, it is really. It, it was just really well done. The presentation, the art, I thought was great. Yeah, uh, I really did. But the presentation of that art was really interesting, not only from the colored panels or the colored outline of the panels or whatever, but there was time and time again where, you know, invisible panels showing things that are going and on. And then you could pan out and you could see the whole big picture of how the art was, you know, how they did it. And I thought that was really good, too, as well. So um, so not just the art, but the way the art was presented was really good even the thought bubbles because it started off with you were hearing the voice as Raz al Ghul is telling you it's like he's talking to you and and I loved it where my favorite line was you know here they we don't want to draw attention to the detective you know kind of a thing and oh I love how Raz always refers to him as the detective yeah He he doesn't he never calls him Batman. Yeah, <laughs> he is the detective. Yeah. So anyway, th- that one was my favorite. That one, the one is the one I'll go back and read again and even contemplate it. This one would be really good to have in print form. Okay, so that's your favorite. Yes. Which was your least favorite? Clayface. Mmm. <laughs> I have to say, so wait a minute, real quick, let me, because it won't take but a second. Okay. My notes on Clayface, not my favorite, decent story, but didn't really feel like I learned anything new about Clayface. (laughs) Yeah, it, it, uh, I, I, that was the one I Stevens skipped through because I'm like, this is, I was just not connecting with it and I wasn't connecting with it as a story. I was like, I don't feel like we're really going anywhere. You know, kind of a thing. It didn't get me in. Even though, what you know, is this meaningless or what's what's happening here? And and there were some other panels. I was like, well, that looks interesting, but nah, I don't care. I just, it, you, it was just, it wasn't a good one. It really the wasn't. The best thing about the story was the fact that the the play or movie, the movie, I guess it was the movie that he was getting into, which he, you know, stole somebody's body in order to get the lead part, the part of that. Right. Uh, mm. um, which was kind of interesting. You know, I, I like that aspect of the story. But the, the most interesting thing was the movie was actually the Red Hood, which was the Joker Red Hood, which would tie uh, in joke, you know. So that okay. was the only part of the story. I was like, oh, I like this. And I was like, yeah. oh, OK, but that's over now. <laughs> right and yeah i agree i just it, it was just eh, it wasn't that great uh, yeah and i didn't feel it tied with the theme at all i didn't think it, it, no and and i'm like where in the world's batman in this where's the world of batman in this where's the world you know i was just like oh great we've only got him for two pages it was That's kind how- of just a clay face story that's all it was yeah yeah it's like yeah yeah so that one, I, I would, yeah, that was my least favorite. So we we totally agree on the least favorite. Now, yeah. I would say my number one out of them would have been mm-hmm. Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze. Uh, now, Mr. Freeze story-wise was really good. Uh, there was one part, but, uh, but yeah, go ahead. Finish your thing. Sorry. Well, okay. I am a huge fan of Sub-Zero. Mm-hmm. 
I, I thought that was a fantastic mm-hmm. way to bring back the Mr. Freeze character, mm-hmm. give him a, a new meaning in the Batman universe. Mm-hmm. And I've always loved that story. Mm-hmm. And I felt that this was almost a retelling of that um, slightly, mm-hmm. but it gave you a little more perspective on his and Nora Freeze's uh, uh, relationship yeah. that you didn't really see in, in Sub-Zero. And I mm-hmm. liked it because it made him a little more diabolic, diabolical. Yeah. Because uh, with, with Sub-Zero, you almost get the feeling, and, and at the start of this, you even get the feeling, well, he's not really a bad guy. He's more misunderstood. You know, um, he doesn't really mean to be bad. It's just he's trying to say he went through a traumatic event. Mm -hmm. Right. But with this, we find out he's actually jealous of his wife and he's actually happy that she's in the state that she is. And he really has no intentions of bringing her back. And I was like, oh, that just adds a whole new element to Mr. Freeze. Yeah. Their take on that was is. uh was interesting i will say this thanks for saying about sub-zero uh the animated i just love it that voice and so is is my sub-zero if that makes sense so when when, when i'm reading uh, yeah. sub-zero that's the voice i hear uh that well it's so like when, when you read batman you hear kevin conroy's voice in your right and, or and, read the joker you, you yeah. hear mark hamill his Joker. So yeah, yeah I get so it. Yeah. The Batman animated series, but you bring in you know in the in the one anime, the the Sub Zero, that's the that's the voice of Victor Freeze for me. Is yes. I, I mean I don't know who the actor is, but so I'm listening to all this and I'm listening to let me rephrase that in my theater in my mind, I'm listening to Victor Freeze talk, but it I'm like, it's that Victor Freeze, but I'm reading on the page a different Victor Freeze than I had connected him with. And it was really interesting dynamic. I was like, oh, this is a different kind of Mr. Freeze. He's dark. You know, <laughs> more dark. I mean, yeah. diabolical is a good term. I, th- I I like your term on that one. So it was a good episode, uh, or excuse me, a good issue. The um, Some of the art in it, I wasn't real happy about. Uh, yeah. I just like, the art uh, in that one. I uh, agree. It, but it was a good I, story. I will give you that. Yes. Yeah, I think the this is a good example of where the story actually makes up for the lack of art, you know, because mm-hmm. uh, there are a couple elements to a comic book. You need good art. You need good art. I would prefer mm-hmm. exceptional art, um, but you also need a great story, you know, because you can have the best art in the world. But if you don't have a good story, well, OK, well, I'm just looking at pretty pictures then. You know, what I yeah. Mean? But yeah. if you have a great story and mediocre art it'll still work now uh-huh. you can go terrible art and yeah it's gonna it's gonna hurt it you know but i i think you can go with mediocre art and still get away with it and i feel this is a good example of that okay yeah we'll go with all that. right just well, well here okay so here real quick let's talk about the stories sure. the one thing i liked about raza ghoul was the whole thing of his i'm everything i do like you said everything i do uh, you know, I do it to, for our future, you know, kind of a thing. I do it to better mankind or whatever. And I liked it because all of a sudden there's this, you know, in the story, there's 
attempted assassinations or or there are assassinations and you find out he has a list of 30 people that he's trying to assassinate and batman's trying to stop him and that was that was good but it was Roz kind of telling the story which i thought was really good now in clayface i really couldn't follow clayface for any kind of real plot yeah for me i didn't now, care for the clayface one but in the this but in the one um uh how what's the best way to say how the plot was for this one um your favorite one the the oh the mr freeze one the mr freeze one is it retold victor and um nora nora story i almost said flora i'm like why did i say flora but anyway so it it's really what's fun about it is it goes into more detail as you said about their relationship um that we didn't get from any other ones right um and then you know not only that but here's their someone's got something that they have or they're trying to get his help victor's help so he's like hey we think we found a cure for her so you can get her out of the the cryogenic or whatever and stuff and then get some its own lab and like oh this is really cool the next thing you know he's blowing up the lab or you know it's like wait a minute what's freeze doing right and that's where i think for me it took that turn of wait a minute there's something more going on to their there is something more and it's really good so yeah i want to make sure we're talking about these stories and and i want to make sure we're talking about the stories and well that's when we find out that she's she's spending a lot of time hanging out with their friends and he's just holding himself into his work you know and and he he doesn't think that she should be going out with friends and he mm-hmm. just keeps getting more and more jealous as she goes along. So then yeah. she gets sick with the cancer and, you know, of course he's, he's feeling for his wife. I, I, I feel those, those feelings are all real, you know, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, genuine, I should say. And then when she dies, you know, he naturally wants to save her. But at the same time, he kind of likes the idea of having her frozen because he knows he has her with him all the time. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a little sick and demented. You know what I mean? Yeah. And right. I don't know. I, I like Mr. Freeze this way. I, I It just adds this element to him that I, I think makes the character much more better. Oh, much more better. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> I, um, excuse me. I will say this. Um, each one of these stories has like a little different take on the villain that is a little different than I think, as you said, out of continuity. And right. uh, so it was interesting. Yeah. I, I thought this freeze was a darker Mr. Freeze than Great. we've had. So, yeah. So what I, I want to know, what did you think about the Riddler? This the is Riddler. The Riddler was the first one that I read. Me too. And the too. one that I thought was the most connected to Killing Joke. Ah, okay. All right. All right. Um, and, and why did you think that? Um, at the, well, at the very, very end, it has the same. It has the same kind of fade out ending that you don't know what happens. 
kind of a thing. You're like, uh, you weren't left questioning where the, whether the Batman kills the Riddler or anything. I, I didn't get that feeling. I did. Really? Yeah. So you really did. So, yeah. Maybe so I need start, to reread this one then. Cause it, I, I read it. I was, I was intrigued by this book when the first one was like, Oh, this is going to be an interesting series. Which one? And then the next one I read was Raza Ghul. I'm like, this is great. You know, and then, then it was like, then you get the play face and you're like, oh, well, it just slipped. <laughs> right. So the, the one thing about this episode, the Riddler episode, is you're really getting the backstory to the Riddler. You're getting family situation. You're getting um, it just a really interesting of how smart he really, really is. I think yeah. for me, it it re did reemphasize that not only his past, but his how smart he is, how why he is driven as he is, and and then the other side of it is how he just does an incredible mastermind on really. I, I don't want to say blackmailing Batman, but really blackmailing Batman, saying. You're not going to touch me, you know, and here's why. And it was just the Riddler, the whole part of the story of the Riddler who can manipulate people from, from a psychological viewpoint to really make them, you know, do things like there was a whole sequence where there, you know, I thought James Gordon got it. I really did. You know, the way they told the story about how all the guards started killing each other because the ruler was like, Hey, I know every single one of you and your family and blah, blah, blah. And, well, he starts know. naming them and, and naming out their children and, and everything. So, so yeah. then they're like, yeah, he's not getting, you know, <laughs> they were like, someone's going to fire the gun first. So they all kill each other. I mean, it was just, Oh my goodness. But that leads into, he, he pretty much says, However, he, he I'm just, it was just amazing in the story, and it's worth reading, on how he was able to do all these different enchanting events with everyone to return, to come back, and be in power, and Batman doesn't do anything about it. And then I, all these things started happening without Batman stopping the Riddler, and then here comes Batman. I mean, it was almost like there was a breaking point, and... With, and I thought this makes you ask a question what is your breaking point but the thing, thing is Batman actually let him walk right out of Gotham out of yeah. uh, out of Arkham he just let him walk out of Arkham and I, I watched the guy review it and oh this guy hated it he was so mad at this this issue because he's like this is not the Riddler and you just made the Riddler like he is the uh, Batman's greatest enemy um, you know, he's even more, more maniacal than the Joker and, and mm -hmm. all this stuff. And, and I mean, I guess there's some truth to, to that critique, you know, but I see, I got this feeling that, um, part of the Riddler in this issue, he did actually know most of those things. But I think he convinced people to think that he knew more than he really did, which makes him pretty, pretty terrifying, you know? Right. But the to me, the bigger question was, did he really know as much as he thought he knew? You know, mm -hmm. I think he did enough homework to get himself through certain things and then get himself to a point where people are terrified of him 
but he really doesn't know near as much as he think as they think he does. Mm. That see, that's where I thought it, it was. And, and to me, it was we leave off where Batman is still plotting on how to overtake the Riddler with the with the assumption that he actually knows all this stuff. Mm-hmm. That's to me was the bigger question. I didn't I did not get the feeling at all that whether he killed or did not kill the Riddler on this one. I, I didn't to me. It just I didn't feel that. But I think it's interesting that you got that out of the. Out I did the- because it was it was that whole thing of there was nothing he could do, but yet people were dying, and so you have to come to grips, you know. And and would that cause you to break and say, you know, no more to one of my greatest rules, you know, for the Batman? It was, you know, I won't take a life, and you just felt the tension of what Batman could or couldn't do, and that's since it and it panned off similarly to killing joke okay interesting that's why i thought hmm okay i wonder if this is opposed to ask you know get you to do the same questioning did he kill him or not so nice nice okay well i i think i think he did i did i did enjoy it was it was my second favorite actually because i like the portrayal of nigma being smarter it wasn't just about riddles. Wait a, riddles- minute, wait a minute. So you're condoning Batman killing the Riddler. Am, am I hearing that right? Am I condoning it? No. Do I think that's what's happened? Yes. It kind of sounded to me like you're condoning it. And if that's the case, I don't want to hear any more complaints about the 89 Batman. <laughs> or, or 92 Batman Returns. Right, right. Everybody. <laughs> we, ever here. Just, Michael Keaton's Batman killed people. That's right. Yeah, we've talked about that on the show before, everybody. But so, but yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm just saying, based upon this story, that was part of the drivers. One of the main themes was the pushing, the pushing, the pushing of this code that Batman has. Sure. Yeah. And and so he maintains that code because he doesn't want anyone else to get killed because he pretty much he gets blackmailed that the Riddler's going to kill everybody, and um. It's just well, really and that's why I like the Raza Ghoul one so much is because that uh, Damien actually took on his code of conduct, where mm. in the past Damien would not have embraced that. You know, being mm. the fact that Damien part of his life was raised by both Talia and Raza Ghoul, mm-hmm. you know, as an so assassin, mm-hmm. right? As this killer instinct inside of him, you know, so and. Batman or Bruce are always trying to pull that out of him. So that was, that was one of the things I thought was really good about the Raza. Yeah. You know, so, okay. Uh, those are the big ones. Those were the big two for me. So sounds good. Um, two face, two face. Uh, I like the two face, uh, issue. I mean, it wasn't my favorite. I thought it was a pretty Mm -hmm. good story. Um, we get the story of him actually want two face actually want Harvey Dent actually wanting revenge on his father, which I'd never really known anything about, uh, Harvey Dent's father. So that was kind of interesting learning it was. that story. Yes. Um, and, uh, it was also interesting seeing the side of Batman, um, who was trying to have grace for someone he he still had considered a good friend. Yeah. You know, 
yeah. uh, wanting to have that grace for him because you don't really see that in Batman. And uh, the Mister Freeze was was interesting in that same aspect because in that one you have Robin and I believe it's the Dick Grayson Robin, and he's just like, well, do you not believe any of these criminals can be reformed? And, and Batman's like, no, not one. And then he's like, well, maybe one, maybe Victor Freeze, you know. So and I think he kind of looks at Two Face the same way. Maybe there's this possibility that that Harvey could be reformed and he could be that good, upstanding, you know, uh, guy that he once was. Um, but then we go through this and and Harvey kills his father. And yeah, I'd say no, no, yeah. he's still. He's still the same guy. <laughs> right. So I thought it was an interesting story. It was. Again, don't know if it really fit the theme that well. The Harvey Dent one. Yeah. I mean, the Two-Face one. Well, that was yeah. the whole point. That was the whole theme. Is he Harvey Dent or is he Two-Face? And then... But does it fit the one bad day theme, though? Um. As far as the you're focusing on a villain who had a bad day, I don't know. No, uh, yeah. See, that's what I. They make it seem like a one bad day, but it really that was a planned day for. I mean, it was all a mastermind plan day that Two Face did. Yeah. So that really wasn't a bad day. So no, I don't think. Yeah, I think you're right. I don't think that one fit. In my, uh, my opinion, well. Harvey Dent's one bad day is the day in court when he, when uh, the mob boss throws the oh acid. the acid and stuff. <laughs> that, well, okay, that's yeah. his one bad day, <laughs> right? One and bad day. His dad's one bad day, I guess. Well, maybe I don't know. It definitely was his dad's bad day. That's for sure. Um, although I did, I'm reading through it, and his dad's supposed to be like 90 years old. 88. And I'm like. Okay, yeah, you're right, 88, because it went with the, the dual number theme. Um, but yeah, still 88, and I'm like, he doesn't look 88 in the artwork. <laughs> right, and then I was thinking... It was, it was just kind of bugging me. I'm like, I was like if his dad was... Yeah, if his dad was 88, though, wouldn't that... Let's say he was 30 when he had his son. You know, that means Dent is probably older than we think. You know, I mean, that's... Yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, men can have children much older you know, still, so it could sure. be those situations, you know, <laughs> anyway, um, going on, uh, let's move on to Bane. How'd you like the Bane? Uh, that was the one that I referenced at the beginning of our show that I was like, huh, I think there's some things about this character I've totally missed. I don't remember these kinds of things happening. Okay. Like um, what? Like what? Well, the whole concept that, you know, he was off venom, that Bane was off venom. Ah, okay. Yeah. Um, and, and I was like, grudge, who the heck is grudge? You know, where'd he come from? And, you know, I was like, that's interesting. Um, the, it, it was okay. Um, I do enjoy Bane, the character I have, I knew Bane was going to be significant when we had the one shot and, and it was night. The, there was the one shot of where they introduced Bane. I used to have that comic actually, cause I had gotten it. And it was just before Nightfall the series came out a right. couple of months before Nightfall began. And, oh, okay. And they introduced this character. And I was like, ooh. And, and so having read that one shot with Bane and introducing Bane, um, 
it was so nice to see the parallels of this story referencing some of those moments in the one shot. And I was like, that was nice. That was okay. Um, and it, it also was... referenced the, uh, the dark night, uh, tales of the dark night series. Cause in the tales of the dark night series, we actually get the story of Batman of Bruce Wayne using mm -hmm. venom venom. Yes. He got hooked on venom for a while too, according and to beat it. Yeah. Dark. Right. So, I like this because I thought it was interesting that you had both Bane and Batman who now Bane has beat Venom and Batman has previously beat Venom and they are teaming up. Mm -hmm. You take out people who are now producing Venom again, which mm -hmm. Bane had thought he had gotten rid of all the Venom. And so now he and Batman team up to take them out. Mm -hmm. I thought it was pretty ingenious, actually. I really enjoyed yeah. this, this issue. I thought it was good. Yeah, it, it was a good issue. Um, the I was just lost on the changes in the character, like Grudge. I was like, Grudge? I, and I don't even know if I really liked Grudge, even though I knew the concept behind Grudge. And I could accept that. And But even what they did with the Doctor who created Venom, even. I was like, man, he looks... Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hydeish all rolled into one, you know, the abominate half abomination of, you know, well, that's Marvel, right. excuse me, but uh, Marvel abomination character. So I, I across the streams, <laughs> right? Whoops, whoopsie. So, yeah, so uh, it was, it was, uh, but I did enjoy the story. That one, that one's on the enjoy side. Yes. Nice, nice. I, I enjoyed it too. I thought it was a good, good one. I mean, not the best, but. It was an enjoyable story. I, I, it was. I, I could get into that one. Yes. All agreed. right. Uh, so Penguin. What did you think about the Penguin? I didn't like the Penguin. Really? Um, I didn't. Uh, only from the aspect of, I mean, it was a good story of him coming back and how he used people or whatever. But I still don't know if, you know, you're now asking the question of did it fit into one, one bad day? Um, I don't. I don't know unless it was one day, bad day in the past, which it sounds like it was. And that's where they did the story, but it just seemed it, it moved again. Like Clayfish was like, well, where's Batman in this now when he does pop in for part of it, you're like, okay, that was interesting what they did there. I like that. But yeah. beyond that, I was like, I was like, but it, you know, it's a penguin comic, like the Clayface was more of a Clayface comic there or something. So I struggled with it a little bit. I was like, yeah, much, very much okay, move it along. And then when it started moving along, it was good. So I actually really like this issue. Um, okay. I thought it was way better than the Clayface issue. I got to oh, say, yes. I think the Clayface issue is the worst of them all. Um, yeah. But I mean, and I agree with you in the fact that it doesn't fit the. Uh, one bad day theme. Mm -hmm. However, I'll I'll get more into that when we we finish up Catwoman though. Mm -hmm. um, but I thought the story was really good. Um, I thought we you know I learned new things about the Penguin that I didn't know before, and I just felt it made him a little more interesting. You know, um, and then the whole I did like where the Batman pops in, and I thought that was pretty fun. Um, I agree, Batman wasn't in the story enough, but I don't know. I thought it was interesting enough as a penguin solo story that I thought it was enjoyable. Um, again, mm -hmm. not the best in the series, 
but I think it was an enjoyable issue. Mm-hmm. I will say this. My favorite part in that was um, spoiler alert, everybody. But when he's doing the big face off with the bad guy or in the end, the umbrella man, um, yes. Yes. when he's doing that face off, I enjoyed where, I mean, the umbrella man just beats him, beats him, beats him. And then next thing you know, you know, here's penguin getting back up, you know, and he's like, and he says, that's your problem for the umbrella man. You don't know how to take it, you know, get stand back up or something to that effect. And I was like, okay, right. that's, that's cool. And and then just then how he attacks and finish off. I mean, he's like, it was Whoa. almost like the umbrella man was turning him back into the penguin. Mm. That's, that's the way I took that, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, with each hit, you're just making him more and more into who he used to be. Mm-hmm. And you don't even realize what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So maybe in that aspect, that's where it's one bad day. Maybe it's that is the, the umbrella man's umbrella bad, man's day. bad day. <laughs> right. Cause I'd say it was a bad day for him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so it was, it was a good story. It was a good character development. I just, again, I was like, wow, when did this happen? Or, you know, I was like, I was like, See, I think you got to get that out of your head. When did I'm so used to it? Yeah. Right. But see, you know, I think that's a discussion we need to have, actually. Oh, gosh, everybody. Did you hear that? It's the dreaded. We need to have a discussion. I'm like, no. We need to have an intervention. (laughs) Right. No, but I think as comic book fans, we need. We need to get out of this head that everything has to fit perfectly into continuity. You know, um, it, it's not always it, a puzzle. You know what I mean? It, yes. I, I, I see where you're going with that. I think I, I just want to add a nuance to that where I was coming from was um, continuity. I'm, I wasn't worried about these being in continuity. My issue, what my concern was, was that I was like on me. I'm like, man, I haven't kept up to see where these characters are coming from or that you know, from that situation. So it wasn't like it needed to stick to the continuity. It's like, Oh, things have happened that I haven't kept up with. If that but makes see, sense. I took it from, I'm just focusing on the character in the moment. I'm not worried. Oh, about, sure. I'm not worried about past and you know, what, mm-hmm. what has happened to lead up to this. But again, mm-hmm. I, I think that's the, that was the idea of the killing joke too, because the killing joke, there was always this question, this looming question, is mm-hmm. this in DC continuity or is it not? You know, mm-hmm. and I, I feel that each one of these in its own way does fit that portion of the theme. Not maybe not necessarily the quote unquote one bad day theme, but the idea of wait a minute, does this actually fit in the continuity or not? Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. those things I think could be more debatable than whether mm-hmm. or not it fits the one bad day theme. Maybe yeah. that's what they actually mean. You know, maybe. Um, and if it's in there that it's it's still it's on the borderline of is it or not, it is a good killing joke was just a, a, a great story to do that with and how they did that story as being. And I love Elseworlds stories. I mean, one of my favorites is Gotham by Gaslight, you know, kind of a thing. I'm OK with Elseworlds stories. Uh, and I think it was I, I'll agree with you that that may be where these are. You know, is it continuity or not? Right. You know, but they're still good. Some of these are I really mean, good stories. If you look at the Killing Joke, they even had, they even ended the Bat Batgirl line right before the Killing Joke came out. So mm-hmm. the Batgirl character actually ended, and then the Killing Joke comes out, and then the Joker uh, paralyzes her, and and then going forward. 
from that point, Barbara Gordon is in a wheelchair, you know? So that's where people go, well, wait a minute. Is it continuity or not? Because then you have the question, did the Batman kill Joker? But yet the Joker's still alive within the main continuity. So those fans who are like, no, I believe he killed the Joker. But then, <laughs> then we have last year, the uh, uh, the three Jokers come out and we find mm -hmm. out there's actually three Jokers. So, I mean, it's so mind boggling. It's like, wait a minute. Is it? Isn't it? No. What? <laughs> you know? So that's kind of where I took these. You know, it's like, okay, mm -hmm. are these continuity or not? But then at the end of the day, I'm like, you know what? If it's a good story, I don't care whether it's continuity. I, I just want a good story. That's mm -hmm. all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right what, what else have we not covered so we've got a Catwoman's the last one we have and and Catwoman, i i want to hear your opinion on Catwoman. i really enjoyed the Catwoman one um i am a fan of the Catwoman. i think she's a fantastic character to me uh uh, uh selena kyle is truly bruce wayne's lois lane she she is mm. you know his lois lane but they have such a different relationship than what Clark and Lois do. And I felt this comic really, really agree. shined on, on their relationship and, and you know, the, the, the craziness that their relationship is, you know, mm -hmm. I love that. I, I love that aspect of it. Um, I enjoyed that. We got uh, introduced to a new character that, mm -hmm. Uh, outsmarted Catwoman because she's known as like the greatest cat burglar in the DC universe, and this woman outsmarts her, and I, I found that fascinating. And then at the end, you're questioning. You're going, well, wait a minute is she is she going to be kind of a nemesis to Catwoman, or is she actually going to be somewhat of a mentor? to Catwoman. You I thought that was where the question was in this one. Mm -hmm. Not so much the one bad day, but just of you have no idea who this woman is and who she's going to become in the future. And I thought that was interesting. I I, uh, I really, really liked it. Yep. Yep. I'm right there with you this whole on this one. Great story about the the dynamics of the relationship between uh you know, Batman and Catwoman, Bruce Wayne, Selena Kyle. And then this new character, I was like, you know, this, this woman who, you know, she bumps into only to find out. And then she's, you know, that, wait a minute, maybe she was behind this heist, you know, right. this trickery and then starts following her and realizes she's got this old lady's got skills and then confronts, you know, like, I love it where Batman is right there. He's like, yeah, hold on, hold on. You know, He's like, all right, I'll let you go. You know, I'll yeah, let right. You do. Yeah. So, so Selena, Selena gets uh, outsmarted by her, and she actually steals the brooch. Which, okay, so Selena, as a kid, her mom has this family heirloom. Okay, it's it's this specially made brooch with uh, some kind of bird and all these jewels in it and all this stuff. And she has no idea the value of it. And she takes it to a pawn shop in Gotham and sells it for 200 bucks just to get, you know, groceries for, for her and her daughters. 
Well, years go by and Selena is now Catwoman and there's there's a big, you know, whoop de doo going in Gotham for, you know, a jewelry thing. And uh, she shows up there and she finds the brooch there. And it's the brooch that her mom pawned off. Mm-hmm. So she's like, I got to get that back. I mean, we didn't know it was that valuable and everything. And she thinks that she steals it. And then when she gets home, she realizes that it's, it's not the real brooch that it's a fake, but she got faked out by the woman <laughs> who she met before. I mean, it's just, it's a mind trip. It really is. Yep. And, yep. and and then it, you come to find out that it always was a fake from day one when her mom had it, it was a fake. It was never and the, made by that and lady. made by that woman is like, so, I mean, what? it went all the way back to there. I, it was just yeah. a mind blowing story. I right. love it. I thought it yeah. was fantastic. It was yeah, a it, it was good how it tied those ends together. And, you know, this, whoever this new villain is, I'm very intrigued. It has me yeah. very intrigued. Yeah. Like I said, at the end, you don't know whether she's going to be a nemesis to Catwoman or whether she's going to be a mentor. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or <laughs> both. We'll, we'll have both, you know, kind of like the whole. Well, yeah, uh, kind of. Yeah. You know, the whole thing with, well, even in Nightfall there was the whole thing with lady Shiva that Bruce Wayne was coming back or building back. And she was like training him to help him get back, but she was always pushing him to break his code, but he never would, you know, take a life. But anyway, but here's a, here's someone who's kind of a mentor villain relationship. And I, I think that's, that's what they could do with this character. Cause the char- you think the lady's really old, but she's stronger than what she is. And then you're yeah. like, I mean, it's there's still more illusion to that. I'm looking forward to getting more info on this character. Yeah. I, she's, she is the one that I walked away from this going, yeah, I kind of want to know more about this character, which that, that is the sign of a good story right there. Yeah. If you're walking away going, yeah, I want to know more about that person. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you, you got a good story there. You you did a great job. So, so I would, Again, uh, it's not my number one, but it is close. It is really close. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's just because, one, it's Catwoman, and it does play on the relationship between Selena and Bruce. And I really like that, you know, I, we get that whole, uh, yeah, I love you, I don't love you kind of thing. <laughs> you know, that weird push-pull, you know, that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and I absolutely love that. And I, I really, really think that, Next to Clark and Lois, they're probably the best couple in in the DC universe. So, mm-hmm. so yep. that's that's where I fall with that. Now, I do want to ask you one question. Sure. Um, I I came out of this uh, obviously enjoying several of these issues, but my overall take was, to me, none of them really, really, really fit the one bad day theme. I I just didn't feel that I walked away with another killing joke, you know, which is, it's almost impossible. The killing joke, right? (laughs) It's probably the greatest Batman story ever told, you know? Um, So that is, that is a high, high bar (laughs) for you to get over. Um, But I don't know. I just, 
as an overall thing, I would not, I wouldn't, I don't think I would, uh, I hope, I hope Warner brothers isn't listening to this <laughs> or DC comics. Um, I would not recommend going out and buying the hundred dollar set with all the books in a nice box and everything. Agreed. I just, I don't think it's worth that. Um, I do think it's worth if you can get a decent deal on the single issues, go for it. Or if you've got the DC infinite app, definitely go on and read the digitals that yeah. it, it's definitely worth a read on that. Um, mm. Hi, some of the highlighted ones, you know, uh, Mr. Freeze, I, I think is worth buying. Raz al Ghul is worth buying. The Riddler's worth buying and definitely Catwoman's worth buying. Um, those are probably the ones I would recommend buying if you're going to buy them. But I don't know. I just can't recommend buying the entire set, the hundred dollar, hundred plus dollar set. Agreed. Well, what is your thought on that? I would totally agree with you. There, are, you know, I told you at the beginning, you know, Razo Ghoul, that one I, I'm contemplating. Um, the is it worth the cost of having that? that it, uh, gosh, you could almost pay for. You could get a whole years of Disney or DC Infinity for well, yeah, you could the whole time, you know, for the cost, and it'd be, it'd be you'd be much better served that way. But I wouldn't buy it all. As and then you could read. The I totally Killing. agree. Then you can read the Killing Joke and the Three Jokers too. That's correct. That <laughs> is true. Those are definitely worth the money. <laughs> I highly recommend those. Right on. Right on. So yeah. Yeah. So, so I'll, I'll I have agree to put with you. I agree with you on the whole thing. There were some winners. There were some good ones, and then there were just some duds for me. I think in those. Yeah, I agree. There were a few duds, um, and then some that I. I liked, I enjoyed, and then there were, you know, probably those yeah. four that I really, which, really enjoyed. Which one was your number one? Mr. Freeze was my number Mr. one. Mr. Freeze, that's right. Mr. Yeah. Freeze, yeah. yeah. But I got to say, Catwoman good. comes close. She she comes really, it was really a good. Close. It was a good one. Yeah. That was a good one, yes. But I, I don't know. I just think the, uh, the uh, Mr. Freeze story is, to me, that's probably the best one of them all. Yeah. And I think that's just because I really, really like Sub Zero. I think that's a fantastic animated film. And it was a great retelling of, of uh, Mr. Freeze. And then this just added to the story. You know, it was like, oh, wow. This added a new element that I, you know, I never would have thought of. And, and yeah, I found it interesting. I, I really liked it. So, yeah. Yeah, right, cool. I'm glad we did it. I'm glad we we read this. It too. was a lot to read because each one is 70 pages, you know. Yeah. So uh, I would read one like each day, one or two each day is what I would do. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although Riddler, I'd read two weeks ago. I read that one like two weeks ago, and then then uh, we did our episode last week, and I kind of took that week off of reading, or at least that. Yeah, and then. This week I was like, "Oh crap! I got to read these." So I would do like two issues a day. Is yeah. what I would do. So yeah, yeah, it worked yeah, out. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, all right. Well, cool beans. Well, hey everybody. Um, anything else? Sorry, I'm getting ready to roll into our normal little commercial time. No, that's <laughs> all I got. That's all I got. So you go for it. Right on. Well, hey, everybody. One of the things that, you know, we've enjoyed and, and people have asked us in the past about podcasting and stuff. And biggest question is, is which uh, which service do we use? And we use Podbean um, for for our uh, 
for our wonderful hosting service for our audio podcast that goes out for our RSS feed. And if you're curious about it and what that is, it's www.podbean.com. Go slash communicate. And that is our affiliate link. And when you sign up, it does help the show. If you decide you want to do that, uh, they have a free plan that you can just try it out and see if you like, it, if you want to do this whole podcasting thing. And then they also have a paid plan and it's only a hundred and nine, excuse me, $108 a year, which is about nine bucks a month um, to host. And what we like about Podbean is you're not, you can go unlimited in your hours. All these other services, you only get so many hours. and uh, But with Podbean, under their paid plan, you actually have unlimited episodes that you can do, unlimited lengths. And uh, they even have a live feature. Um, that yeah, that's new, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That's new. Yeah. That's something I just saw. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. So if you want to check that out um, or if you're thinking about signing up, please use our, our link, www.podbean.com slash communicate. And uh, we've 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 had really actually good luck. It even, it's been fun looking at the analytics and stuff that's in that too. So, And it gives you all the instructions on how to get your podcast on all the other platforms. It actually gives you links to, to help you uh, do that. And you can keep track of your links there within Podbean itself which is actually another nice feature podbean has been very good to us yep all right if you've gotten this far please make sure and like and subscribe to us on both facebook and here on youtube Um, make sure that you give the bell a little tickle so that you get notifications every time we go live we do go live uh every saturday except for next saturday (laughs) right next saturday Saturday we're Taking a break. Yeah. Uh, every Saturday, 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. You do the math for the rest. Um, yes, next week we will be taking a break. Uh, Stephen is uh, heading to Cali, right? That's right, California. California. He's heading to Cali, wedding. right, for a wedding. I'm going camping again. Woo. Uh, taking the R-Pod out and going to have a nice time uh, camping. I'm looking forward to that. So we will take next week off, and then we'll back the following week and start our coverage of Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Star Wars Ahsoka. That's going to be great. I'm so looking forward to that. All right. Um, Okay. I think that's all I got. Um, All right. Over and out and uh, see you next time. Same bat time, same bat channel. Thank you for joining us today on the Two Geeks and a Microphone podcast. Tune in next week when we will have more news and reviews. Until then, may the force be with you.